Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin. My name's Andrew Baskin, and we've helped you lose money for 128 episodes. Sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on certain MLB trends. Now we're halfway through the year. We, we have some information we think we can learn from. Will we? Probably not. And we're going to lose money on UFC 277. Oh, there we go. UFC, just like last weekend. But we'll get to that. And of course, when we do the recap and the record check at the end of the show. Three bets this week. Let's go on to bet number one. MLB Trends. Congrats, bettors. We are halfway through the baseball season. How is your season going? Mine is going okay, thanks for asking. And much like baseball itself, it's going through hot streaks and cold streaks, right? So I thought we'd go through you know, where we are now and what we learned. A lot of this information came from a really good article by Tanner McGrath over at the Action Network. Here are the things that we think we've learned. First one, home teams are getting killed. Just getting killed. On average, home teams win about 54% of the time. Really, really tight numbers. But they grease those numbers because of the 54%. So this number sits at 53.6 since 2010. However, that number has dropped to just 52% the season and has resulted in an interesting split. Home teams are 719 versus 663. That's minus 91 units or minus six and a half return on investment. Away teams are 663 and 719 for minus 22 units and a negative 1.7 return on investment. Now that's a lot of numbers, but essentially is that home teams are still winning more games than they're losing. But usually those home teams have a higher odds attached to them. So that's why you'd think that they're still winning more games, but losing more units because the losses mean more and the wins mean less. And it's the opposite for the away teams. Now this trend has slightly changed in July. So keep that in mind. And that makes me believe that long-term trends like this one will be corrected. So you still might be able to get the home teams at like a slight discount right now while they might start winning a lot more. There's something to look at right there. Here's another one. The Mets. This is an amazing number. The Mets. What an amazing season they are having, right? They're just killing. They just came off a series sweep of the Yankees who still have, by the way, this is another crazy number, who have a 196 run differential in the positive. My God, the Yankees are beating their teams Overall by 196 runs. Good God. But yes, the Mets, they're incredible. But here's a weird stat. Coming off of exactly one day of rest, one day of rest, not two, they are 13 and one. 13 and one. That's a 90% return on investment. That's crazy. So I don't know. Start highlighting the Mets schedule. Start circling a few dates. 19. 13 and one. Oh my God. But really, what are the teams? The teams is what we're supposed to be looking at here. We're going to start readjusting our numbers of what we think about. All these numbers are kind of based on things that you thought before the season. This team's going to be good. This team is going to be bad. Now, obviously, we've been wrong about a few of them, and this is going to show up in a few times. But let's find out who the most profitable teams and who are the least profitable teams. The easy way of doing that is think about this in your head. Don't look at numbers. Don't look at the stats. Don't look at the standings. Who do you think it is? Who do you think that team was before the season that you thought was going to be bad that is actually good? There's a pretty obvious answer to this one. And yes, it is the Baltimore Orioles. They're currently 48 and 48. And now while 500 is nothing to like really, you know, brag about too much, we thought they were going to be bad because almost for a whole decade, they've been bad, like bad, bad, like awful, like relocate, get out of Baltimore, close the team. God, that sucks. But this season, they've been 500 and that's pretty good. Like obviously a 10 game win streak there really helps. 
and even a completely normal record like 500. And you would have won $1,500 if you'd bet $10 on every Orioles game. $1,500. Wow, that is crazy. And after the Orioles rounding out the top five is the Mets, obviously, like we just talked about, then the Yankees, Astros, and Mariners. That's Mariners also fueled by a crazy win streak. And I was completely wrong on the Mariners. I thought they were going to be bad. And up until they won 14 games in a row, they kind of were pretty bad. Now, I will say they're the profitable teams for the first half. Numbers will probably have readjusted at this point so that you're not getting the crazy odds that you were up until this point, but something to kind of look at. Now, on the other side, here's the least profitable teams. Let's just do the opposite. Who is the team that you were excited by? Thought they were going to be good. Star laden. And turns out they kind of sucks. And yes, that is exactly the Los Angeles Angels. I thought they were going to be good. We had, we had a small couple of bets on like to win the division, <laughs> to win the AL. Oh boy, that, that, what a stupid idea that was. Outside of Shea Otani and Mike Trout, this, this roster has did nothing. Anthony Radone has been hurt. The bullpen's a mess. Noah Syndergaard has not been the pitcher that he was promised to be, even though it's a one-year deal. Who cares? In fact, the Angels haven't won a game when Otani isn't putting out that masterful double-digit strikeout, strikeout performance. And this tweet by Danny Vietti, at Danny Vietti, kind of like compounds that. So Los Angeles, since June 3rd, when Shawnee Otani starts, it's 5-0 record. When anyone else pitches, 6-20. <laughs> Yikes. Here's rounding out the bottom five least profitable teams. The Angels, the Nationals, the Cubs, the Athletics, and the Reds. And honestly, there's no shockers there. Those are five truly terrible teams. Wow. Okay. So there's some MLB trends that we're looking at for the second half of the season. Obviously, at Losing Money WAB, our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We've been making tons of baseball picks this season. And it's, it's, it's a real hot and cold experience, I, I will say. It's fun because there are games every day. They're, they start at noon. They go all the way to midnight. It's a lot of fun. But to, you know, to create a season-long strategy becomes very difficult because of the games constantly moving. And because you know, to do those numbers, you almost got to do them in the middle of the night. So it's interesting to take little snapshots of where we're at with baseball because we've got one half of a season left. There's a lot more money to be losing. So there you go. There's some MLB trends. We'll be right back for bet number two right after this ad. Now a word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, BetStamp. Here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping. You got to look around to make sure you're getting the best number possible when placing a bet. And sometimes it can be a little difficult. I use BetStamp to make sure I'm getting the best line possible all in one place. Like, look at UFC 277. We have Derek Lewis in his home state of Texas against Servi Pavlovich. And I learned my lesson a long time ago. I am not betting against Lewis anymore. Also, because that fight can be over in just like a blink of an eye and all of a sudden you lost money again. Like, look at these odds. The best odds on BetStamp that I could find right now is finding telling me that Lewis at plus 118 from Pinnacle is the best odds I can get for him to win the fight. But I also see that number as low as 105. See, I know we're all about losing money here, but if you're going to try and win money, why not try and win the most money possible, right? Also, this fight might be over in second, like I said. So let's take the under 1.5 rounds, which you can find at Betway, but I also see that number as high as minus 175. Uh, No, thank you. Also through the app, I can just click on the book and be sent to place that wager on the book that I just saw. Having a bet that you want to move off of or you want to try and acquire a pick at a number that you missed out on, you can buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they don't take a cut, so it's completely free and safe. Also, we post all of our daily picks at Losing Money WAB on Twitter and Instagram every day. But if you want to track our record and how we're doing, and heads off, <laughs> we're losing, baby. You can do that on the app, plus other bettors, famous bettors that you see all the time that are touting their records. You could track how they're doing. Download the BetStamp app today and, and be nice to us on our losing record. We, we're very honest about it. We say it's in the title, for God's sakes. Bet number two. 
UFC 277. All right, we're back. We're going to be talking about UFC 277 and the multiple bets that we're going to be losing money on. Coming all the way from Texas, it's an interesting card. It's an interesting card. We're only going to be taking three bets. There's three bets that we feel really good about. And of course, you know, this is a podcast. We need to be talking about the big fights. We're going to be talking about the two title fights. We've got the interim flyweight title fight between Brandon Moreno and Kai Karen France. And then, of course, we have the rematch between Nunez and Pena. Uh, which should be very interesting because of how, how truly shocking that first outcome was. And, and, you know, Pena winning is possibly the greatest upset in MMA history. But we'll get to that. We have a fight in the undercard that we really like. Magomed Ankleyev. We've talked about Magomed Ankleyev a ton on this podcast. We've been making lots of money on Magomed Ankleyev. But now he's going against Anthony Smith, and he's currently a minus 500 favorite to Anthony Smith's 425. So I think uh, the books are catching up uh, with the Magomed love. Uh, he, the guy's a killer. So Anthony Smith, too, by the way, I just want to say, he's been spending a lot more time as a commentator than a fighter, and he's, he's a well-liked guy in the division. People seem to really like him, but man, does this feel like the USC going like, hey, uh, you sure you want to keep fighting? Oh, no, you don't want to stay in the press box? Okay, well, here's Magomed and Klaev. Like, this, this will really remind you when you just are getting filled with leather into the face. So there's not a much money to be made on the Anklaev side. There's, you know, it's minus 500. There's not a lot of money there. Though Anklaev has been known as like Mr. Decision recently. He's won eight of his 17 career fights via the judges' scorecards. But if you go beyond Anklaev's three-fight decision streak, you'll see a, a stout, powerful fighter with speed and wherewithal to put opponents away really on the feet. He's not terribly like active. That's kind of where I was using stout as being nice. But he's smart and he's deadly when he connects. He's a KO of uh, Kutubea at 254 spoke to that. We're going to go with Anklaev KOTKO at plus 165. We found that number at five times. You know, I just, Anthony Smith is a good fighter, but he has lost. He's gotten knocked out in the past and, you know, (laughs) he could be a good guy all he wants, but he could be a good guy outside of the ring as well where I don't have to lose money on him. So we're going to go with Anklaev because that guy's a fucking killer, but we're going to include him in a parlay later. So we're going to bring up that one. But for now, just KOTKO at plus 165. The next fight up, we have Moreno versus Kai France. This is the co-main event. It features an interim flyweight title between them because the current champ, Davis and Figueredo, is currently sidelined due to a hand injury, which necessitated the clash between number one and number two. I know, if you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about interim title fights. I think it's absolute horseshit the way UFC does it. I think it's uh, way too judicial in the way that they're just like, "Mm, no, interim. And I just, the worst part about it is that they think the fans like just don't notice like a belt. Oh, oh my God, a belt. Well, this must be important. Like, no, everyone knows. Everyone saw the Moreno-Figueredo fight. Like, that was a very popular fight. And we know why Figueredo's a champ. I just, I just absolutely hate that. I, and when Chucky Olives, when Charles Oliveira fights next time, too, they're going to be like, it's fighting for the vacant title. And you're like, who are you kidding? <laughs> you think we're all pretty stupid, don't you? And they're like, yes, we do. And I'm like, good, here's my money. So let's get to the fight. Moreno is a very talented fighter. There's no doubt about this. And these fights with Figo have been awesome, but I'm glad to see a new opponent finally. But these two have fought previously at UFC 245 with Moreno winning by unanimous decision when he was on his absolute skyrocket momentum way up. People are crazy for Moreno. I, like, and, but I'm just not one of them. I think he's very talented, but I don't see this like dominant champion that is going to be like running the division for a while. I think he can absolutely be beaten. And someone like France can absolutely be that person. It's a, he's got a crazy pace. He's got significant strikes per minute out the wazoo and an unbelievable kickboxing in a five-round fight. I think a plus 185 is absolutely worth a shot. So I think we're going to be going with Kai Kara France at plus 185. We found that number at CloudBet and the under four and a half rounds at plus 140 found that over at five dimes again. So Kai France plus 185 and the under four and a half rounds. Ooh, okay. Then let's get to the main event. Let's get to the big show. Let's get to Amanda Nunez minus 245. 
the challenger. Oh my God, what a weird thing to say. Versus the champion, Juliana Pena, plus 250. Now this has got to be an also another very interesting number off the top. That the champion is such a big underdog at plus 250. Like that, very rarely. We got to send our, we got to send our stats and research team on this one. Like when has been the champion defending their title been this big of an underdog? So you rewatch the first fight and it's very interesting because if you watch the sport long enough, age does catch up with fighters eventually, right? And so like a lot of great fighters, you can see Nunez face the challenge in the first round and go, I got this, I got this. But as the fight goes on, she's like, okay, I'll get this, I'll get it. And then all of a sudden it's like, why isn't this working? Like, it's almost like she's like emoting, like, like frustrated, like, why isn't this working like it always does? Why aren't you on your back right now? Honestly, it feels a lot like Silva Weidman and not the second one with the disgusting leg break, but in the first one where Silva's dancing and doing and dropping his shoulders and dropping his hands and then kind of like, like gets hit in the face and goes, ow, wait, what? Why did that hurt? (laughs) What's going on? And I feel that way about Nunez, except Nunez takes this a little bit more seriously maybe than Silva and having fun in the ring and everything like that. I do believe that, you know, you have to believe that that first fight is an aberration. If you don't, you could be making a lot of money on Julia Pena last time, and you could be making a, money, a lot of money on Pena this time. Now that's up to you. You got to look yourself in the mirror and go, I'm going to bet against Emmanuel Nunez. Do you want to do that? I'm not strong enough to do that. She might, show and kick, she might show up to my front door and kick the shit out of me. I don't know that. She could. See, I'm not saying she couldn't. How do you go against the GOAT? I'm more than happy to be beat on Nunez and giving her another chance, because if she loses again, and she loses that status, and we rethink about her side as a whole, and she'll never get this love from the sports books again. It's like GSP against Matt Sarah. What are you going to do? Bail now? No. I'm going to take Nunez at minus 245, and obviously there's not a lot of number there, but I'm going to attach her to Ankleev to win. It's a two-way money line parlay for minus 160, and that will probably be my best bet of the night. An Ankleev nunez uh, money line parlay between the two of them at minus 160, but what are we going to do? Not take Nunez? There's some numbers out there for KO and TKO. You could do that. You could take that for... I also like submission a lot too because the way that Pena uh, finished her last time and that's a very popular way to get a submission fight is that Nunez just beats her up, beats her up, pummels her, pummels her. They're on the ground and instead of uh, Pena tapping because of strikes, she just rolls up on top of her and chokes her out. That is absolutely the way we could be going here. I don't know if we're going to be doing that fully. So at this point, we're just going to be taking the Nunez minus 245 and the two-way money parlay at minus 160 with Enclave. So that's UFC 277. We're going to be posting our picks over at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, where maybe we throw in a few more. I can't help myself. Maybe we throw in a few more bets. Yeah, we probably will. Okay, we probably will. Yep, I'm getting a lot of nods around the rib. Yeah, we probably will. But these are our fights that we're going with right now. Let's go over to the recap. Recap. Okay, like we just said, we're going to take Enclave, KOTKO, plus 165. K. Cara France at plus 185 and under four and a half rounds at plus 140 for that fight. And a two-way money parlay with Enclave and Nunez for a minus 160. Ooh, that's actually more bets than I thought we made. Feeling pretty good about UFC 277. So that's uh, clearly uh, a kiss of death and you should bet opposite of everything I just said. Record chat. It's tough talking about the UFC and going like, man, I love betting on the UFC. The UFC is so good. I love that. Oh my God. I make so much money doing this. And then going like, let's get to the record check. I went 0-2 on the, let me check again here, UFC card. Ooh. Ow. Ah. Okay. So the UFC fight night, which is actually a pretty good card. Uh, we had Chris Curtis uh, be via KO, TKO, and DKO. Uh, he lost, so that uh, doesn't count that uh, he lost. Uh, Hermanson looks great. It was a great win by him. And I was completely wrong taking the underdog in such a big way. That one I don't feel so bad about. We tried our best. Whatever, you lose. Tom Aspinall, though. 
that was something I had on everything. I had, I had him attached in so many parlays, and oh, I, I love Tom Aspinall. And I will say, he was losing the first round, but I don't know if we really got a full shot at this one. He blew out his knee. He, he blew out his knee in the middle of the ring and still, whatever. You know, a loss is a loss, but I don't know if we got a full shot at that one. And I hope to see him back here soon because he's, he's a young guy and he's really exciting. And uh, his knee lost me a lot of money. So I, I, need to, uh, I need to go threaten the other knee and hopefully get my money back from him. That's uh, the only way around this one. I hope to see him back. He seems like a very exciting fighter. That was a shitty way to lose. Too bad. But let's go over to at Losing Money WIB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter or on Instagram. I brought it up several times now. This week, since last episode that you heard my voice, we went five and four. Well, okay, five and four. That's good for a plus 0.7 units. Ooh, 0.7. Don't spend it all in one place. Jesus. That being said, I cannot wait to lose money on the Major League Baseball second half of the season and UFC 277. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin wherever you join podcasts. And please give a subscription and a like to at Losing Money on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We'll be back on Monday. Wait, we're back on Monday? Why were we back on Monday? Because next week we are going to lose money on the NFL, AFC, and NFC West previews with the Panzerati Prince. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!